Hey guys, and welcome to the Fruit and Flourishing podcast. Whether this is your first time here or you've been along for the entire journey, hello, I am so happy you're here. My name is Lisa Madison. I am the owner of The Flourishing Space. I'm a life and recovery coach guiding individuals in all things confidence, careers, mental health, entrepreneurship, schools, relationships, teenagehood, and so much more. I help guide men and women to set, plan, and accomplish goals to lead them to a life they deserve to live with a mind, body, and soul that they love. I'm also a dance, yoga, and fitness instructor, mental health advocate, eating disorder warrior, and lover of all things fruit. Hi, how are you? No matter where you are, whatever day it is, whatever time of day, I hope you're doing amazing. I'm sending you some extra positive energy, some extra love, some extra motivation. If you need an extra push to do something or start something new or accomplish a new goal, here you go. Here it is. This is your sign. You are listening to this for a reason. Something has brought you to this podcast episode right now. Life is too short and you are so capable of accomplishing whatever it is you want to do in your life. So take this and run, go do it. I apologize if the sound is a little weird today. I'm actually up north and there's four dogs in the house and I'm kind of in like an open space. So, you know, it might not sound as great as normal or you know, you might hear a million dogs running around and barking. One of them being mine and one of them may be the dog that's under the bed right now. Hi Lily. So, we'll see how that goes. Also, I don't know if anybody else's allergies are just at an all-time high, but mine have been so brutal since like the season started to change and being up here with the dogs, just like, oh my God. So if I sound a little stuffed up, I'm not sick. Everything's fine, but my allergies just are acting up and I am like, this is how I would describe myself. I am the laziest, least lazy person ever. Like I love to do things. I love to move. I love to, you know, I could run a 10 K no problem. But when it comes to the simple things in life, like remembering to take my allergy pill or, you know, changing the channel, like I don't like doing that kind of stuff. I just get so lazy. So I just don't do it. And that's my own fault. Like, I honestly think that is just pure, like, it's just like the stupid kind of lazy. I'll be in my car and knowing my sunglasses, you know, how cars have like that thing flip that flips down from the top where you keep your sunglasses, knowing mine are in there, the sun could be beaming in my eyes and I could be like, no, I'm too lazy. I don't feel like getting my sunglasses from there. Like what? I am truly the laziest, least lazy person ever. Maybe that's the Libra in me because I've heard that Libras are lazy, but then like I'm not because I work my ass off. So I guess it just depends. Anyways, I feel like yesterday I was talking about how it's already September and it's all crazy and here I am and it's almost October, but we all know what October means. Halloween. More importantly, Thanksgiving. More importantly, my sister's 30th birthday. Also more importantly, my birthday. I'm going to be 26th on the 7th, which means I will officially be in my late 20s and my parents can feel old because now all of their million kids are over the age of 25. Oh man, I've never, I'm actually like looking forward to my birthday this year. I feel like because my birthday lands on other family events and like Thanksgiving festivities, 
I never really think about it that much, but this year I'm actually kind of excited and I think it's going to be, um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're actually having a little birthday weekend for me at Ryan's cottage with just a couple of my best friends, obviously given the COVID circumstances, of course, I'm not going out or throwing some major thing. Not like I would do that anyways. Um, but it'll just be my close crew who are already in my circle and Luna, of course. So I'm looking forward to that. Speaking of Luna, um, update on my pup. For those who don't know, Ryan and I adopted a Husky German Shepherd in August and her name is Luna. If you follow me on Instagram, either the flourishing space or my personal or Luna's account, which is living like Luna girl, cause I'm psychotic. You'll know that I'm very much obsessed with her. So you will know that I obviously have her. <laughs> she is three months old now. She loves to play with other dogs, super gentle and polite when other dogs and people come around. Um, she's a huge cottage dog and we're kind of at the point now where we can let her do her thing up there and explore, which is what we've always wanted. She doesn't mind the water and she can swim. She still kind of gets a little nervous around it, but for the most part, like she's very brave. I, on the other hand, am not (laughs) guys. I'm not going to lie. Like when it comes to myself and the kids I work with and my nieces and nephews, I've always been pretty chill, but with my dog, like, oh my God, it is absolutely ridiculous. This is motherhood at its finest. I am so paranoid over everything she does. It's, it's actually embarrassing. Here's an example. The other night at the cottage, she was playing around the lawn and she found a toad and she was chasing it and pouncing on it. And then all of a sudden she started salivating a lot. Like, so naturally I panicked and I called for Ryan. And once he got there, of course, all the saliva was gone and she was fine. So then I went into full psycho mode, assuming that she ate the entire toad. Then I started Googling and saw the word toxic. So I made him hold her as I poured water down her throat because that's what Google said to do to wash everything out. So like, just, just picture this picture me yelling and panicking and crying throughout the entire cottage, worrying that a toxic toad is going to kill her. Ryan's just like humoring me, laughing at me, trying to calm me down, but still doing what I'm asking. Um, my dad's like, Lisa, she's fine. Trying to calm me down. Yeah, like she is. She's totally fine. And I know I was acting ridiculous, but I don't care. She is my baby and I need her safe. And to be fair, toads can absolutely be toxic to dogs. I did all my research on it. Don't worry. Side note, she did not actually eat it. But um, those toxic toads are only in certain parts of the States and like deserts. Definitely not here in Muskoka, Canada, but you never know. Oh, and then, of course, after I read that, I convinced myself that one of the toxic toads from Arizona traveled its way over here and just by my luck found our dog. Dear God. Oh, and I took her out on the kayak. And again, me trying to have an enjoyable experience, start panicking, thinking that she's going to fall in, fully knowing that she can swim. And I assume she's going to go under the kayak and just get lost. Like, am I okay? I'm honestly just really working on my confidence with her. Well, like with me, with her, like she's very confident. I, I trust her. I I don't even know how to explain it. 
like I'll say I've gotten a lot better. I let her kind of do her thing. I'll let her be free at the cottage and explore and I can leave her outside and play and all of that. You know, it's all about the little wins, but I'm also trying to gain more confidence when it comes to just like raising her. We're around people all the time and I can get really upset and frustrated when other people try to tell me how to raise her or kind of take over, which obviously I know they're just trying to help, but I also need to have the confidence to be like, oh wait, no, she's my dog. Like Ryan and I make those decisions. And even if people don't agree with it, like that's just too bad. So that's also what I'm working on, but we'll get there. Everything with her is just a learning lesson, a learning experience, and you just kind of learn as you go and figure out what works best. I always say that kids and dogs and people, like none of them are textbooks. So you just have to kind of trust your gut and do what works best for you and your dog or your family or whoever it is. Just me sitting here convincing myself that I'm a good, I'm a good dog mom and everything's okay. All right, before we get into some stuff, let's cover number one. What are you feeling grateful for? I personally am feeling grateful for waking up at the cottage. Um, I went outside and there was like the slightest breeze and it was wasn't too cold, wasn't too warm. All the leaves have changed color up here, so they're all orange and red and beautiful. And I had my coffee and I just kind of stayed out there for a little bit just enjoying it so there's just no better feeling than that what about you guys i'll give you 10 seconds right now to reflect here we go wonderful how did that feel i actually hope you did reflect on something that you're feeling grateful for right now and not just sit here and be like what the hell is happening Seriously, you need those moments in your day. It's always important to remind yourself that no matter what kind of day you're having, something good always happened. And remember, if you can't think of absolutely anything, remind yourself that you woke up this morning and somebody wants you here. You have another opportunity on this earth. Now, let's get into some of your goals that you guys have accomplished lately that I love to share on here. Um, If you ever want to tell me them so I can share them on the podcast, just message me on Instagram at The Flourishing Space. First one, I'm about to finish my bachelor's in science while working three jobs and starting an online business. Okay, I am just like tired reading this. I am just fully impressed and you should be so so proud of yourself for this this is incredible be sure to take time to take care of yourself as well i really hope you are finding time for yourself but this is awesome and it is going to feel so good when it's all finished and it all kind of settles i finally redecorated my apartment hell yeah you did good for you i I can't wait to see it i opened a savings account that's awesome that's good that's a really good step in a good direction I traveled out west by myself after a long and stressful month. Good. Some self-care there. I can see and traveling by yourself. That's something that I need to get some confidence to do. So that's awesome. I hope you're enjoying. I got a gym membership. Oh, hell yeah, you did. You strong ass woman, you. Good for you. Amazing. Amazing stuff. See, things are happening. Surprise yourself. What are you going to accomplish this month, this week, this day? Amazing things are coming. All right, guys, so since it's a new month, I thought let's do a little recap. Let's do a little update episode, if you will. 
I have been saying that I'm going to do a Q&A for so long because people have been asking many questions just like regarding mental health and recovery and just life in general. And then I get distracted with other topics that I want to share with you and I get like too excited about those. So finally, I'm going to answer these questions. And since we're going into a new month, a new age, let's just get into it. Number one. What do you think your life purpose is? We are getting deep right off the bat, but this is the first one I saw. So whatever, let's just dive on in. Um, I have always said that I believe my purpose in life is to inspire others. And I know that sounds cheesy, but that's just kind of been my goal for as long as I can remember. I like being a leader and I like motivating others. And that's when I feel the most joy. So whatever it is I'm doing in life, I hope it's having a positive impact on others. I actually just did a little interview all about leadership and my role as a leader, and I talked about this a lot. So maybe I'll share that on here or my Instagram so I can get a little more in depth. How is it dealing with comments that are meant to be supportive, but are actually opposite because of ED? This is a really good question, and I'm really glad you asked it because I don't think people... Um, or I talk about it enough. So for more context, eating disorders can really trick your brain and comment comments that may seem normal and what should be supportive and helpful can actually come across as triggering. So things like, wow, you look so healthy or you're looking so much better can kind of bring that ED voice back because you know, like you're never thin enough for an eating disorder. So that can be taken as a sign of gaining weight, which is obviously a positive thing, but you know, your ED can flip that into a negative thing and send you down a spiral. So part of recovery, actually what, what I have struggled with the most and what I think is the hardest parts is just kind of learning to block out things that are triggering People in my support system have kind of learned what's appropriate and what's not, but yeah, it's all just kind of training the mind to remember that they don't mean it to be about a bad thing and just kind of brush it off, ignore it. Or sometimes I just cope with humor. So I'll laugh and be like, yo, Ed didn't like that or something, but you can't expect every stranger on the street to understand what you're going through and understand even think, cause that's not normal to like say a comment like that and assume it's a bad thing. Um, so just like, you just kind of have to have to, well, you just kind of have to have that mentality that they don't mean any harm by it. They're doing nothing wrong by saying that, um, because that's a very normal and positive thing to say to someone else. So instead you need to really do the work and remind yourself that it's your ED voice trying to get back in and take over. Um, but just move forward and keep challenging those thoughts. Being a dance teacher and working with a lot of young dancers, what did you think of the movie Cuties? Okay, I won't lie, I did not watch the movie. However, I saw this question and I kind of looked into the movie and I watched the trailer and I read all of the articles on it. Um, So from what I understand, it's very, it's like young girls kind of sexualizing themselves to perform and I don't know dance and on a team and like they're wearing pretty revealing costumes and everything I don't know I don't want to say like the wrong thing here I guess like being a dance instructor and being a dancer and growing up in this environment I've seen it all I've seen 
I've seen every stage of dance. I've seen the trends. Um, as for what they're wearing, I want to say like, unfortunately, that's honestly kind of normal. Like that's kind of normal costumes, like tights for dancers were ditched back in like 2010. Um, and I think as the years went on, like costumes got less and less, or sorry, more and more revealing, um, especially with young dancers, not saying I'm comfortable with that, but I don't know. It just takes, it takes being a really smart educator and a really smart choreographer to know what is tasteful and what isn't. Um, I love a sassy jazz dance. I do, but I would never put something that would make somebody feel uncomfortable or it's just inappropriate on stage, especially for a seven-year-old. So I do think they definitely went over the top with this movie from what I saw from the trailer. Again, I did not watch the full thing. Um, but yeah, so I guess I don't really, I don't really know the context of it, but I will say that there are a lot of choreographers out there who will really push their limits, I guess, when it comes to it, whether they think it's entertaining but I don't think we realize like what's really happening on the other side like you never know who's watching and I always say that I'm an adjudicator too so I judge dance competitions and I'm friends with a couple other judges and we always say like you kind of need to think like is this going to make a judge or an audience member feel uncomfortable because that's not cool you know I don't know I don't know. I guess I should read that. I mean, sorry, I guess I should watch that and kind of really digest what it's about, but that's that's my all over the place opinion on it. What vitamins and supplements do you take every day? I take collagen, turmeric, if that's how you pronounce it, that's how I pronounce it, um, a multivitamin and B12. What has been the best part of recovery? Um, I don't hate myself anymore. <laughs> oh my God, dark. No, actually though, like I, I feel like I've really found my purpose again. Once I started taking care of my well-being, it brought me down so many paths, which are all for the better. Some I never would have imagined in a million near years would happen, but it's really crazy what happens when you start knocking down walls and barriers in your brain. You know, I think we all just assume we're stuck in a bad scenario or we convince ourselves that we're happy in that scenario or that lifestyle, even though when you think about it, you're really not. And it's just given me this appreciation for life, which I feel like not everybody gets to experience. But when you go through recovery like this and hardships, you find this like weird joy and sensation about everyday life. So just happy to be here. What's your go-to breakfast? Coffee with my hazelnut almond creamer, whatever it is. Um, hot water with lemon and oatmeal with chocolate chips, bananas, blueberries, cinnamon, and flax seeds. Oh my God. I just ate that and I could truly eat another bowl right now, especially on these cold mornings. Oh, it is so delicious. Do you still run? What other workouts do you do? Good question. Um, I do run. I run when I can, honestly. 
oh my god it it's it's hard like I I miss having the freedom to run whenever I wanted and just with my schedule now it's been super tight plus I've been extremely active with work and teaching that my body's already getting intense workouts in like every day so I really don't want to push it um but yeah it's been a weird adjustment because I was running a minimum of like 20 to 25 kilometers a week minimum and now I'm lucky if I can run 10 kilometers a week so again it all kind of depends on the schedule I will say I have been focusing more on my pace though rather than distance so I'll really push it and get a good pace for like a three or four kilometer run rather than do a mediocre pace for an 8k but I'm actually pretty proud of my paces lately Um, but other workouts I actually teach three conditioning classes a week which are like intense hit training classes so I do those plus some resistance training sorry if you just heard that bark there's one of the dogs hello Um, but I love hit. I love full body workouts. And with work, I go on a 45 minute to an hour long walk every morning. So doing that, like a lot of walking lately has been nice. Thoughts on calorie counters. I know you got the Apple watch, so I'm just curious. Okay. This is a super important question. So thank you for asking me. And I just want to make this very clear in case anybody who's listening to this is also struggling with ED or exercise obsession or anything like that. This is something I'll be honest about. I have definitely struggled with the obsession of having something on my wrist that either counts my calories or my steps. There is nothing more challenging than having to take it off when you're having a bad day. Um you do really start to rely on them. So in recovery, no, they are not ideal whatsoever. However, for myself and the point I'm at right now, I do feel comfortable with my watch because what needs to be remembered is that even though I'm working on not obsessively working out, I still enjoy my body and moving my body and challenging myself with my runs or my workouts. Um, I love my watch. I use it as a timer and a clock and it controls my music when I'm teaching. I don't know. It's very complicated. I didn't have any trackers for the first couple years of recovery. And then I got one to track my runs and yeah, I did wear it obsessively when I wasn't running, but to be honest, it was just more work for me. And I had to kind of challenge myself to take it off when I wasn't running. So All in all, are calorie counters safe in recovery? Absolutely not. I'm not a poster child for this. And this is something that I am personally working through and challenging myself with. But I feel like I'm at a point where I can work out properly and go on runs and be a little more trusted with it, I guess. Like trust myself a bit more for the most part. I mean, some days and some weeks are, it's certainly, certainly not like that, but I'm learning. If you don't mind me asking, do you suffer from any other mental illness? I think with eating disorders, you kind of get like a pinch of everything. (laughs) It's definitely, um, like definitely anxiety and social anxiety. I feel that a lot. I haven't been diagnosed with depression, so I can't speak on that. However, I do think I have episodes of seasonal depression. Again, not diagnosed and do not fully battle, so I won't assume or say that I fully understand. Um, Same as OCD, which may also just be the anxiety, but that was really, really intense when I was at my sickest. But again, not diagnosed, do not fully understand. So I think it's just kind of 
all part of the package, part of the package deal. Biggest ED misconception pet peeve. I think I've answered this before, um, but my pet peeves are that people think it's not a mental illness and people think it's a choice and that you have to look a certain way to have an eating disorder. People have literally looked me up and down, like full on made a point to check out my body when I told them I was anorexic. So that's pretty fucked up. Don't do that. Any book recommendations? Yes. I just finished Brain on Fire by Susanna Callan and 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, I also love The Rise by Danette May. Oh my God. I read so many. I can't even think, but I'm a big biography fiction girl. I just love learning about other people's lives and seeing what other people battle with and go through. But yeah, off the top of my head, Brain on Fire is really amazing. When I got up north, I was on page 35 and I finished it within two days. So that speaks volume. What habits have you changed recently? Uh, I shared this on my Instagram the other day, actually, but I have made it a personal goal to not go on any social media until like 845 earliest in the morning and my days start around 530. Um, and I also only go on TikTok once a day because that app can really freaking eat your time and not safe. Um, yeah. Oh, and staying on top of my oil changes and everything car related. I know that's super random, but that's something that I feel is important. So I'm staying on top of my car, the health of my car. It's going to be like, it'll be paid off soon. And I want to make sure it lasts so I can live a little bit without my car payment. So that's, that's the goal. All right, crew. I think that's it for me today. Thank you for joining me on this little Q and A. As I mentioned before, I'm excited to have some lovely guests on this podcast. And if you guys ever have any topics you want me to cover, just send me a message If you're interested in one-on-one coaching or workshops and classes, please visit my website, theflourishingspace.ca. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at The Flourishing Space and leave a rate and review as it is so much appreciated. And we know that good karma will come your way. For today's affirmation, I will say it twice. On the second time, repeat it in your head or say it out loud. Even better, scream it, sing it from your window, shout it from the rooftops. Here we go. I love and approve of myself. I am confident, beautiful, and enough. I love and approve of myself. I am confident, beautiful, and enough. All right, guys, I will see you next Wednesday, which will actually be my birthday. Oh my goodness, hello. Stay happy, stay healthy, eat your fruit, and keep flourishing. Bye, guys.